Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up, there's something that people do to try to ward off illness that the feds, the FDA says, is just baloney. I'll tell you what you need to know so you don't waste your money. And coming up later, Facebook has been stalking you, if you're a Facebook user, even a light one, on what you're doing away from Facebook. So they are now letting you know about it and offering you tools where you can tell Facebook not to spy on you anymore, really, at least when you're away from Facebook. I'm going to tell you what you need to know and how you can get more privacy in your life. Clark.com's our main website, and ClarkDeals.com is where we have all kinds of bargains for you, all kinds of deals. And I know from what people click on on Clark Deals that when we post an ultra-cheap deal on prescription glasses, people click on that in big numbers. And a lot of us wear glasses. A lot of us wear um, have family members who wear glasses. And we just accept that prescription glasses are going to cost us a fortune because there's something that most Americans don't have on their radar, and it's that there is a cartel, international cartel, that has been buying up both retailers of eyeglasses and the manufacturers of frames, trying to corner the market not to lower prices, but actually to take prices through the roof. And that's why if you went to get a new pair of glasses, went the same place maybe you went to before, you might not realize they were sold to the cartel, and that's why your glasses tripled in price. Because the price increases are mind-numbingly high. But what happens anytime someone tries to use concentration of power in the marketplace to push prices way up there's always a rebound effect and that is what's happened with eyeglasses and now there's a fast-growing marketplace of discounters for eyeglasses who have actually been offering glasses at lower and lower prices prescription frames lenses the whole thing complete at a tiny fraction of what the cartel costs and so did you know that you can get a pair of prescription glasses frames lenses complete a lot of times from the discounters for as little as fifteen dollars one five dollars less than most people pay for sunglasses non-prescription sunglasses and there are any of a number of discounters that are soft discounters hard discounters, and in between. Well, because of people looking for the places that have lower prices and not knowing who does a good job and who doesn't, Consumer Reports in their March issue has put together ratings of the best discounters to go to for your glasses. So you stay away from the hideous price increases of the eyeglass cartel. So number one with an incredibly high rating is Costco Optical. Number two, Warby Parker. 
And number three, the biggest of the deep discounters, zenioptical.com. Now, what's fascinating is every single discounter Consumer Reports rated got at least a good score. So even if you didn't go to Costco, Warby Parker, or Zenni Optical, of all the places they rated, they all, all the discounters, did a good job. Even one that in their name advertises that they offer ultra, ultra cheap prices by stating the price of what you pay total for any pair of glasses you buy from them. So if you are getting a new pair of glasses, you're going to the eye doctor, you're getting a new prescription, know that just because in the past you went to some big chain and got your glasses, know that you can easily get a good pair of eyeglasses under $100, even if you wear bifocals, progressives, trifocals, whatever. If you use one of the deep discounters, you can get those well below $100 total. Frames lenses complete. And if you go to Costco or Warby Parker, they're not as cheap as some of the others. But again, they are the highest rated and their scores are so high, I bet they outrank any of the traditional marketplace sellers of eyeglasses. If you wear contacts, 1-800-CONTACTS is now offering a free online eye exam for contacts. You know, if you go to an eye doctor and you get a script, that script is specifically for um, glasses, unless you pay more for a contact lens prescription. Well, now you can take the prescription you have for glasses and 1-800-CONTACTS will do the online eye exam to get you the proper fitting for contacts. So I know we'll hear from ophthalmologists who believe that's not an effective way to do it, but the process is very easy to do the online exam. We have the step-by-step for you if you want to do that with the 1-800-CONTACTS thing. And we had our writer who wrote a story about this on Clark.com go and go to a traditional optometrist for a contact lens prescription, having also already done it with 1-800-CONTACTS, the prescriptions were identical. Now, that's not scientific. It was one test, but this is another way for you to save money. And on your contact lenses... There's enormous difference in price on contact lenses from one place to another. There's also certain contact lenses that are very, very, very marked up. There are other brands that offer very inexpensive prices. Be wary if you're told, oh, we got this wonderful new contact lens that we want to sell you uh, boxes of. There's always a danger that the place you're going to is running up the price on you, on your contact lenses. Tate's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tate. Hi, Clark. Thank you for taking my question. Certainly, Tate. How can I serve you? My question is, 
I'm 59 years old. My wife is 52. So, uh, and we have a Roth IRA already probably combined between us around uh, $80,000. Um, and we're wondering whether we should fully load our IRAs moving forward pre-tax or after tax, what, what you might recommend. So if you and your wife are exceedingly high income earners, it would make sense for you to do the traditional. But unless you are exceedingly high, and let me tell you what exceedingly high is for this purpose. It would be if you're earning a family income above 325000 a year. And that's that's not us. Okay. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to throw that out there because a lot of people think, hey, you know, I get this upfront deduction if I do a regular IRA and with the Roth, I have to use after-tax dollars. But unless you're in the stratosphere income-wise, it's a much better idea for you to do the Roth than it is for you to do the traditional. And because of your ages, you're allowed to do 7000 each each year into a Roth. Great. And and thank you, Clark. I have been, uh, we did um, uh, take one out for my wife uh, with one of your recommended uh, companies, and we did a Target uh, retirement fund, and I did that for my wife last year, and it, it performed uh, quite well. Now, be prepared because we're overdue for a stinking market that at some point the, the statements won't look so good. But remember, you're playing a long game even in your 50s because actuarially you've got many, many decades of life in front of you. And don't freak out if the markets take a tumble uh, this year or next year or whatever because you are playing a long game with that money. Right. Well, thank you so much for the advice, Clark. Absolutely. And have a great day and keep stashing that money away. The more you can put in in the remaining years you're going to work, the more comfortable a retirement it means you get to have. Marcy's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Marcy. Good morning, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Marcy. So you're going to go cross country. Tell me about that. Yes, we are moving from Southern California to uh, the Charleston area in South Carolina this June, and we were looking for some advice as to what stops we should be taking along the way. Oh, fun. You mean just you're going to do it as a leisure trip? Yeah, yeah. My kids will be out of school at that time in June, and uh, we're moving to uh, Charleston. So we thought, well, gosh, what better way to spend some time in the car <laughs> um, and and um, really get to know each other? How and old are the to... kids before I yeah. start answering that? Great question. So one's seven and oh. the other's 20. Yes. So, so, we've so got a you big got a big range. age spread there. So what the 20-year-old's going to love the seven-year-old is going to be bored with, but yeah. I have a big bias that that the western side of the Continental Divide is where you're going to have the most fun okay. sightseeing while you're coming across the country. I mean, it's where you've got the dramatic national parks. 
Yeah. And you've got, have you been to the Grand Canyon before? We have with the 20-year-old. And at the time, she was around seven or eight. Yep. So we've and done that. And how did that go at seven or eight at the canyon? Uh, <laughs> she probably didn't appreciate it as much as the adults did. But um, maybe the, go, the second time around would be better. But we did want to stop in San Antonio and New Orleans before we headed to Charleston. So we're kind of... Those are both fun stops, but I think some of the parks, especially, uh, I've got a real bias for the parks in southern Utah. Okay. I don't know if you've been to any of those. Um, I think I've been to one. um, I can't... Maybe Zion. I don't know if Zion's in Utah Yeah, Zion. um, Yeah. Zion is there. Bryce Canyon. Capitol Reef is my favorite. Uh, There's arches... I mean, they are they are just right. such beautiful areas, and there's a wonderful drive called Utah 12 that takes you through the Escalante National Monument. Okay. And so that, if I as I'm thinking, I'm like, why haven't I been there recently? That mm. is the scenery is so extraordinary, and okay. if you're coming across in June, you may yeah. beat some of the peak of the summer crowds. Because okay. yeah. July, you really have to hate yourself to go to any of the parks. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All and right. San Antonio, you know, it's going to be hot, but the yeah. um, in New Orleans will be hot and humid. But there's right. a lot of things you can do in both as walking areas that make okay. them very fun to visit. All right, wonderful. I've never been to um, San Antonio, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and and then we were going to do also just due to the drive um, Las Cruces is that somewhere do you recommend anything to go check out in that area? Well, I've been I've been all around New Mexico, and I'm thinking for a seven year old you might yeah. have uh, a better experience going to Santa Fe. Okay, okay, Santa Fe instead. Got it. All right, wonderful. So just a thought and. Uh, you're really going to miss the high housing costs and the taxes, aren't you? Oh, of course. Of course we will, Clark. Well, that's obviously one of the inspirations for us to, to head out. We're going to be renting our home, um, so that should help with the cash flow. Uh, we've uh, gained quite a bit in, in real estate um, equity here. And you, Clark, have inspired me so much with real estate and funding HSAs and funding our Ross. I mean, I've listened to you for over 20 years now. And Clark, I can't, I can't thank you enough for all that you and your team has done. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that is so, so very kind of you. And especially thank you for mentioning the team. We do everything we do on radio, TV, off-air advice, newsletters, websites, everything as a team where we all work together to serve our fellow American. Today's Clark Rageous Moment concerns you using Purell. Now, you know, a lot of people use hand sanitizer thinking that you're really protecting yourself from germs, that you're uh, protecting yourself from the flu. Claims that Purell has made about flu. They even made a claim that using Purell would prevent Ebola. And guess what? The FDA says, no way, don't believe any of this stuff, and they are reclassifying Purell as an unapproved drug because of the claims that Purell has made. So what's the real advice? The real advice from the FDA and the CDC 
is wash your hands thoroughly with soap. That's what actually works. So the only time you'd ever want to default to hand sanitizer is if nothing else is available at that moment because it's not that effective. Now, something else, we worry about getting a cold from somebody if we travel, you know, on an airplane, getting the flu from somebody on an airplane. Well, there was a study that was recently published in the Journal of the National Academy of Sciences. They actually call it the Proceedings. Anyway, it found that it is actually much more difficult than we have always been told to catch an illness from somebody on an airplane that you have to be like right next to them within like three feet for them to be a potential hazard to your health. So don't worry. Be happy. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. Clarkdeals.com is where we save you money day and night on the stuff you want to buy. So we got to talk about Facebook. If you use Facebook or Instagram or whatever, Facebook Messenger, Facebook tracks you when you're not using one of their services. It's one of the permissions you've given them. And so they are starting to get a lot of heat about all the stuff they're doing to track every little movement online in your life. And so Facebook has responded trying to stave off legislation that would restrict their activities much more. And now you can sign into your Facebook account and you can go to what's known as off Facebook activity. And you can see what Facebook is doing, tracking you, who knows where. Now remember, this is when you're not using Facebook. But the permissions you gave them when you signed up gave them the ability to spy on you everywhere you go online. So whatever you like to buy, whatever you like to eat, wherever you like to go, they know. Producer Joel, who uses Facebook very sparingly, don't you? Yeah, I really don't use it very much. But what did you find out when you heard about this and you went to look, where, where are they tracking you? Well, I mean, first off, it sure made me think, if, since I don't use it very much, why don't I just dump my account altogether? That's that's how I felt after seeing this. But yeah, you just, you pull up the page, you go to the direct link of how they're tracking you, how these other third-party apps are reporting to Facebook what you're doing. And it was so surprising. I just didn't realize the depth and the amount of apps that were telling Facebook what I was doing. For instance, just you know, going to ESPN to read an article about baseball. Like they know that I'm doing that. And then they also know, you know, probably what podcasts I'm listening to, uh, the music I'm listening to, whatever, like the apps that I use to, to listen to podcasts and music, we're reporting that kind of information to Facebook too. So this allows Facebook to build an ultra deep dossier on you to target you, to sell ads to you, to sell information about you potentially to others. This is a ultra high creep factor. But how hard was it, Joel, for you to delete the history that was there and change your settings so that they wouldn't be tracking you when you're away from Facebook? It was very simple. And there's a direct link, and we'll put that on Clark.com, but there's a direct link to take you specifically to that part of the privacy settings on Facebook. Because if you were to try to go step by step and find that, they they bury it in, in the back end. So if you click the direct link, that'll 
be really helpful in helping you get there. But then, yeah, you just, it's basically like clearing a browser history or something like that. You do the exact same thing on Facebook. You clear what they have, and then you can stop them from essentially data mining that stuff in the future on you. So this idea of tracking you everywhere is really hitting a backlash in the country. And then, this is really freaky, Avast, which is the... um, antivirus software you can download and they have a free version that i even have it on my free and cheap page on clark.com of things you can do for free or ultra cheap and this antivirus has been tracking what people are doing no matter where they go on their computer tracking you if you go to adult content uh, any kind of stuff you're doing they are tracking to the nth detail. And now that this has become a news story, Avast says, well, now it's really easy for you to change the settings and you can opt out of us doing any of this. And so as an existing free user, you can make an opt-in or opt-out choice and they'll complete this process by the end of February, so it's now up to you to go in and stop Avast if you use it from tracking everything you do, everywhere you go. They say that it is uh, what they refer to as anonymized, meaning that it doesn't track back to you, but various technology blogs say that's baloney, that they are tracking who you are, and they know where you've been and all the rest. And, you know, you should have a right to some expected level of privacy. Now, as this becomes a bigger issue, Apple, Google, and Facebook are spending a fortune on lobbyists. And they're going to try to get Congress to pass a watered-down, semi-almost privacy law to preempt what more and more states are likely to do following the lead of California that passed, uh, I wouldn't call it strict to the level of the European right to be forgotten, but California passed a a decent law to give you more rights over your private information. And this is currency that Apple, Google, and Facebook trade on, and they don't want to give up that revenue. So know that there's going to be a lot of double talk where they say that uh, in legislation they'll try to push through that they are doing it because they value your privacy. It's actually the opposite. And we need some people with guts among our elected leadership. Is that possible? Anyway, to actually pass with teeth rules and requirements that give you an expectation of privacy and an ability for you to institute private privacy on your digital life and also, interesting enough, on your offline life. There are more and more companies specializing in tracking you even not through electronics means where they are able to track you in the physical world instead of the electronic world. Mike is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Uh, good, Clark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely. So, Mike, what's going so, on? 
well, I have a, a maybe a mild level of concern um, that my four-year-old has started receiving a little bit of junk mail. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, you no should have concern offers. about that. <laughs> well, no credit card offers or anything like that. Um, what she's been getting is from some of the national uh, auto insurance companies. Um, which I thought might be logical because uh, we have had an accident before where nobody was hurt, but that her name would have been a, on a report. And I thought maybe that's where it's coming from. And I'm hoping that that is and alleviates some of my concern. So it could be something related to that. The odds are higher, though, that someone has compromised the identity of your four-year-old daughter. What can I do about it? Great question. You now have the right under the law to uh, freeze your daughter's credit file. So if somebody is pretending to be her, taking over her identity, if they're doing so with the eventual hope of being able to get credit as if they're her, then Mm -hmm. you're able till she's 18, basically, to shut it down and all three bureaus, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, do the child freezes differently, but they're free regardless, but you have to send in actual paperwork. You can't do it like you do for an adult where you just go online and in just a couple of minutes do it. You have to actually put stamps on these envelopes and mail this stuff in to create a freeze of her identity, which I would do. Okay. And now, there, there a there's to... another possibility, too, I should tell you. There are people who maybe have had um, trouble with the law or uh, people that are in the United States illegally who will use somebody else's social security number as a way to apply for employment. And it'll be a clean record if anybody's checking background, checking to see if there's any... Uh, criminal history or anything like that and that you will not prevent by doing a credit freeze but it's okay but it's a start and let me tell you how you do a credit report i'm sorry is there a way to do a credit report to see if there's anything that looks out of place now so your four-year-old should not have any credit file at all If you send in the information to do the credit freeze for her and they say, oh, this information doesn't match with what we've got, then you know somebody's pretending to be her. Otherwise, it goes through and what they do is they create a blank file for her and then it's put into suspense. There will be nothing on it and there should be no activity until she is 18. Now, you could do something else. You could go to Credit Karma. Have you ever heard me talk about Credit Karma? Before you send in for the credit freezes, and you'd be able to see, does she come back as an active record? Then you'll know somebody actually already is impersonating her. Okay. But hopefully, you're finding this out early enough, young enough for her that nothing bad will eventually result from it if you get her credit frozen. All right. Thank you. Sure. And I've got the step-by-step how you do it with each of the three bureaus at Clark.com if you go to my credit freeze guide for children. Just put that in in the search. 
I'll do that. All right. Good luck. And have you frozen your own credit yet? No. All right. Well, this is uh, do yours first because you'll see how easy yours is. And then you'll be cursing when you have to do hers and see how much harder it is to do hers. Oh, great. But you should set up a Credit Karma or Credit Sesame account before you set up your own credit freeze. So then you'll be able for free to monitor your credit going forward. If you wait till after you've frozen your credit, you can't set up an account to monitor yourself with Credit Karma or Credit Sesame. All right. So I've given you a new temporary part-time job mike but you don't delay get this done for your daughter ken is with us on the clark howard show hi ken hi clark how are you i'm doing really good so ken you're thinking of a way to deal with you potentially living a long 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 time hopefully uh you want to know my situation please um, I, I'm thinking I'm 67 years old, almost 68, and I'm thinking I'm getting a longevity annuity. Um, it's hard to get information about them because people really don't want to sell them. But I'm, I, from what I understand, it's a single-pay situation. And I'm wondering if just getting a, uh, a long-term bond, a 10- or 15-year bond, wouldn't be a better situation and more control over the money in case of a early death or something and then not being able to get to the money. Right. Great question. All right, so let me explain to you the difference of each, and let me explain to other people what we're talking about. So okay. I imagine you're somewhere between age 60 and 65 or somewhere in that general vicinity? I'm 67. Okay, yes. perfect. So what a longevity annuity does, and it's an annuity that's not a cuss word, they're, they're great things to have, is usually you'd buy one, let's say, at age 85. And so whatever money you have to get through retirement years up to being one day from turning 85, you can spend everything you got. And then the day you turn 85, for the rest of your life, however long that would be, you get a, a really significant check every month. So the difference is if you did what you were talking about and just bought a big bond that would be available to you later in life that you just left alone, um, you would never be able to generate as much money as you would with a longevity annuity because the longevity annuity, the sellers are expecting you to die before they'd ever make the first payment. So the people who outlive the tables, the actuarial tables, get these really, really big checks subsidized by all the people who passed away before they lived long enough to get a penny from the longevity annuity. Yeah, my, my problem with that, though, is if you buy an annuity and you die before it matures... You get nothing. You the, what's that? You get nothing. Right, exactly. But if you have that money in a bond, your... Your... Uh, your the people that would inherit your your uh, will wouldn't they get something out of the bond where they wouldn't get oh, yeah. anything out of the annuity? Yeah, but see, it's a completely. I mean, think about the the difference. The bond is only going to generate so much money. The longevity annuity that would either pay if you live long enough or pay nothing if you don't gives you a big amount of money per month. So if you're more interested in 
making sure that your heirs will inherit money, you would never want to do a longevity annuity. Okay. So. Okay. Now, um, is, is a longevity annuity, uh, from what I understand, it's a single pay situation? Usually, right? yes. That you, okay. you pay the money up front and then it just sits there, does nothing for you. At your age, it would do nothing for 18 years. So you would pay right. in all that money. Um, the good news is if you passed away before that day, you wouldn't know. I mean, you know, you wouldn't have a chance to regret, right? But if you did live uh, well past 85, then the insurance company is paying you enough money every month to live a very comfortable life for the rest of your days. Okay, that answers my question. Then Thank you very much. Sure. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Clark.com slash ask. That's where you post a question for me. And then in this case, producer Joel asks your question for you. Yeah, Clark Roberts got a question. He says, what are your thoughts on preferred stocks? Oh, I know a lot of people love, love, love preferred stocks. So preferred stockholders are kind of like a cross in a way between a stock and a bond. It's something that people will buy as a way to get potentially higher yield on from a company and it also means that with a preferred stock you if a company got into financial trouble you were considered to be more important than somebody who owns regular stock so it is something that people will do but if a company uh, gets into trouble those dividends you're getting stop. They just stop paying you, and you can't really do anything about it. So preferred stock is really in today, but you got to know that not all companies' preferred stock is created equal. And so you want to know that a company is one that is respected in the marketplace, carries relatively low debt as a company, and that you can feel pretty comfortable that you're going to get the money that they promise to pay you because you're not buying something like that with the hope that they'll pay you you're expecting they'll pay you and that's a big big difference for your peace of mind you're listening to the clark howard show Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.